Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannette and Brooke wanting to educate and enlighten and entertain. Entertain. Definitely entertain. We are going to add that in there. Right. We Because we are entertaining. We are more entertaining, I think, than we are anything else. Well, yeah. Especially, especially the education part. I was just going to say, especially knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah. We just make this shit up we're as just we go gonna, along. We're just revamping this show, guys. We yeah. <laughs> But anyways, we want to educate, enlighten, and entertain all of you about mental health issues. Of course. Yes. And our disclaimer. Always. I am not your therapist. Nope. She's not good at it either. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, B. You're welcome. (laughs) This is not a therapy session. And if anything that we ever talk about brings up issues or triggers anything for you, I suggest that you um, seek help. In fact, there are many resources available, and we have a resource that we would like to mention. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. So on today's podcast, we are going to talk about an email that we received. And we've, we're glad people are sending emails. They're really fun to look at. They are. They really are great. And they make for a good very, podcast. Yeah, they yeah. make for interesting topics uh-huh. for sure. So we picked this one to... Um, Talk about So I think I'll just go ahead and read the email so that our listeners know exactly the information that we received. Yeah. And we, seriously, at this point, know no more than you guys. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which is fine, except, you know, I just always want more. <laughs> I'm never satisfied. She's like, I'm not your therapist, but, but you need to call me <laughs> and we need to have a talk about an hour length <laughs> and I just need to know your insurance information. <laughs> But I'm not your therapist. But I'm not your therapist. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So it starts out like this. To the ultimate pocket therapist team, I am in a situation that I need help with. I have filed for divorce after 15 years of marriage. We have four children, ages 12, 10, 7, and 4. I wanted the divorce and my husband doesn't know why. We are both employed and he works from home. He is emotionally manipulative and controlling. He confuses me and he lies. His pattern is to be the victim and make others feel bad for him. He makes me question my own reality and trust myself. 
Since I have wanted the divorce, he has become even more of a victim. He has been bringing the kids into it and making suicidal comments. He has no boundaries. He is still in the house, and we take turns being there to watch the kids. I actually tried to get a restraining order to have him removed, but the judge did not sign it. My attorney thinks he never read it. He stays in bed for days and states that he is too depressed to move out. He will text me constantly, wanting to talk and get closure. I am totally exhausted dealing with him. I went to a therapist a couple of times, but did not feel she understood the depth of the issues. I would appreciate any ideas. Fun. <laughs> wow. I don't I don't envy your living situation. No, that would be tough. I, I totally understand when you say I'm exhausted. Yeah. Because that sounds like that would be absolutely exhausting. Yeah. Especially when you get to that point where you're done enough to be getting divorced. Yeah. And he is, won't leave. Won't leave. And then you still are switching yeah. houses with him. And so obviously you have to be so invested still yeah. in this person that you want to get the hell away from. Oh, and I would just think that would be hard on the kids. Yes, I do too. That does not sound like it's no, no wonder it's yeah. No yeah. wonder she needs some ideas. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. come, I come from a, well, I don't come from a blended family, but I have provided a blended, a blended fam- family for my your kids own. on my own. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my mother had nothing to do with it. No, no. Um, but no, and I could not imagine, I don't think they would feel very structured yeah. with that. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it would be very confusing for them to not have a mom's house and a dad's house. Right. It seems selfish. A little. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. But it does. It, I, think, <laughs> I, think on, I think it's one of those things that sounds better, mm-hmm. but I don't think it actually would be beneficial for the kids. Yeah. Not if he's in bed for days. No, not I if mean, he's if a worthless not, dad. Yeah. If, we're, yeah. if it's not flowing right Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's definitely different circumstances yeah but where this obviously there's issues and contention yeah it would be tough yeah he needs his own dad's house space Mm -hmm. i think yeah yeah so you know in when i read this and thought about it it's the first thing that comes up for me is that somehow she needs to get empowered to get him out she she sounds very stuck Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the attorneys aren't helping with the restraining order or the judge isn't, if she can't get him out, I'm thinking about what other avenues do you have to remove someone? Yeah. Like, you know, what have you got? I, if she's filed for divorce, one of the things I question, again, I would love to talk to her, but I would suggest just that she talked to her attorney about making sure there's something in that divorce decree to basically get him evicted or after it's signed. This could go on for a long time if he's not willing. I know. I've seen divorces go on for years because people aren't cooperative. And when she says he doesn't understand why he keeps wanting to talk, it doesn't sound like he's jumping in to get the divorce done. No, it does not. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm just reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I would encourage her to find out how you can get him evicted. Yeah. So I know I heard at one point in time, and I can't remember why or how. I know it wasn't my own personal research <laughs> because I have not yet to needed to evict anybody. But um, here in Utah at some point in time, I think I had heard that it was like you had to give written notice 
like 30 days or something in advance before an eviction could take place legally or something. The process of it. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I would advise to her of whatever state, if she's here in the U.S. or country she's in, just look into that law and what is expected and go about it the correct way. Mm -hmm. And even if it is a 30 or 60 day thing, eventually it's going to happen legally. Right. And make sure, even though you guys are obviously communicating in person, make sure whatever you're doing, I would suggest putting it all in email or even sending it through your attorney to him. Or So there's a paper trail. Paper trail of you legally trying to remove this person from your living situation. Right. Yeah. I think. But Mm -hmm. it's hard because we don't know where the divorce is at. You know, Mm -hmm. if they both own the home and on paper they're still both married, that's... Yeah. Hard. Yeah, it is. And there's obviously something going on with him. Right. So here's my thoughts as a therapist. <laughs> is that what you do? I do sometimes oh, wow. on good days. <laughs> is that I think we're dealing with someone that I would classify as a covert, passive aggressive narcissist. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're sneaky, too. It's a mouthful and they're a handful. Yeah, exactly. So why I say that is because of just the things that she brought up, okay? And the, the biggest one is that she doesn't trust herself. He confuses me and he lies. Um, and he's emotionally controlling and exhausting though she just wore out and that he's become a victim and why i say that is with an overt narcissist they are just pretty easy to spot and that's that's the narcissist we went into in previous episodes yeah Yeah. just the ones that are just you know obviously have these narcissistic traits yeah you know that we talk about in the dsm-5 and they the overt narcissists they often just resort to things like being aggressive verbally degrading temper tantrums sometimes even physical violence as a way to win so something that people can see See. once they get to Mm -hmm. know somebody where like the normal narcissist people might be like oh they're so fun they're so great but after a while once they get to know them they're Mm -hmm. like oh shit there's something going on with this dude yeah and he has to be the center of attention he has to take over every conversation Mm -hmm. yeah and that's not necessarily what the covert does right so the covert one is Everything looks good on the surface, and it often is for sometimes long periods of time, okay? She mentioned she's been with him 15 years. That's a while, okay? a long time. But underneath the surface, something's wrong, and most people adore them. They can mirror empathy. They can cry. They can be your best friend, and so it's really hard to put your finger on what is wrong, but you feel it. Okay. Okay. So what covert means, looking it up in the dictionary, because I did that. I don't even know how to use one of those. Oh, they're old. They're old, like you. Yeah. Was that what you used to play with as a child? (laughs) A dictionary. (laughs) I am not that old. (laughs) Uh, So in the dictionary, it says covert means 
not openly shown. A ninja. Yeah, sneaky. And passive aggressive is defined as displaying behavior characterized by the expression of negative feelings, resentment, and aggression in an unassertive, passive way. Okay, so they basically come in through the back door. Yeah, they're sneaky on all aspects mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Can I just know, I hate passive aggressive. Oh, I know. Especially when it takes you a minute to catch on that's uh-huh. happening. And you just go, wow, did that yeah. just happen? And you're mm-hmm. like, I f- at first thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. That wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and so with a, with a covert passive aggressive narcissist, it is like you can... in in. At the same time frame, feel totally loved by them, and then at the same time feel terrible about yourself. That's a confusing yeah. circumstance. Yeah, yeah. So, for instance, I've had clients that have been in situations similar to this, and they will say, "Oh, I got this beautiful birthday card, you know, with this wonderful thing about how I love you and you're great and you're the best. And then later the same day, sabotage the birthday party. And it's like, how did it go from so good to so wrong? Right. Uh Uh-huh. And then somehow you probably think that you ruined your own birthday party. It got turned around. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Interesting. It is really interesting. So one of the things that we see with, this type of narcissist is they do tend to sabotage important events Mm -hmm. or vacations. Mm. Okay. It's like if you plan the vacation and it's not about them and, you know, even though they didn't want to help plan it or whatever, right before they'll either get sick, get depressed, something comes up, they can't go or they go and they have physical problems. I've had clients go they went and spent the whole time with a backache and couldn't get out of bed while they were on vacation mm-hmm. so just ruined it for everybody yeah yeah and that is just things that you hear about so this is this covert which makes me think that our karen might be in a situation like that yeah it very it, based off of the paragraph she sent mm-hmm. that does kind yeah. of nail that one on the head i yeah. think yeah so looking at that it's a tough one mm-hmm. because they do tend to be the victim, like she said. And and the thing that is also concerning with her is that suicidal comments. Oh, from from him. Yeah, from him, yeah. that she said. Yeah. Is like, okay, he's doing, he's pulling the suicidal card. So again, that's always, is that truly he's suicidal or is it again manipulation? Yeah. You know, I, I think one good way to... Uh, Figure that out is call nine one one on him and have mm-hmm. like we've talked about before. Uh, yeah, and literally, yeah. it's one of those. Uh, he'll either be embarrassed enough that he ain't going to say that to you again, or you're going to make take the right measures and really give him the help he needs. Right, because he does need help if he's suicidal. If he's truly suicidal, yeah. if not, he's going to be embarrassed as f and mm-hmm. not. Yeah, probably not do that again if he gets hauled <laughs> off. That's. That's what I've always thought of. Like, if someone texts you, "Well, I'm going to kill myself if you don't do this." Call their bluff on it and yeah. send them help. Because mm-hmm. either you're doing the right thing or you're doing the right thing. That's my right. opinion. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I've had clients tell me in the past that they have actually um, had, you know, 
I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And this is like a, a female. Mm-hmm. I need to talk to you. And then when they finally, the male finally responds, it's like, oh, I'm so glad you responded because I was just about to kill myself if you hadn't. And it's like, don't do that. Yeah. You know, number one, were you really that suicidal or was it manipulation? And we see that with personality disorders. Yeah. We just see that. Then so the suicidal comments are just not okay. No. But, you know, she can't stop that. So thinking about this, what, what are some ideas that you have on how to deal with a covert passive aggressive narcissist? Well, (laughs) (laughs) so I actually found an article with your help, um, and it was written by Alexander Bergmeister. Okay. Speaking of a mouthful. (laughs) Bergmeister. (laughs) But I'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to read, because it's actually quite comical, and it just nails it right on the head. And um, because I didn't know a lot about what a covert passive aggressive narcissist was, aside from the one, the few key words in there. Right. So as a whole. But um, one of the big things is don't feel guilty and don't feel guilty for your emotions towards him that you might feel irrational, might be irrational because he's playing mind games with you. And don't feel guilty for his emotions. Right. You are not responsible for his emotions. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that sounds like what he might be trying to do Mm -hmm. is be the victim. Well, basically there's a goal behind being the victim and the victim is to make people feel guilty. Yeah. Poor him. Yeah. Feel bad for me. Yeah. Look what you've done. Look what you've caused by wanting this divorce. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. Don't, don't fall for a guilt trap. Right. When they start blaming you for things, Mm -hmm. you don't have to listen. Right. Yep. Very good point mm -hmm. because she didn't mention that, but I'm sure it's there with the victim stuff. Oh, and and that just comes with any narcissist. Right. It does. And, and that comes for anybody who's listening, Mm -hmm. even if it's not even someone you're close with, you're not responsible for anybody's emotions. Right. Yep, except your own. Except your own. Yep. Um, also, I think kind of what goes along with that, too, is because I feel like it's all a game. Okay. And in this article, he mentioned, don't continue the game. Stop playing along with him. Meaning that stop engaging mm-hmm. in his fights or his tantrums or, you know, the irrational... Right. Times he turns the table on you. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a really good point with this because in here she says he continues to text her wanting closure. So she doesn't, she didn't say what she did with that, mm-hmm. whether she continued to talk to him or didn't, but you're right. Not enabling. Yeah. Not allowing it to go on. Yeah. Stop it. Yep. And don't. Good point. It, they mentioned not to necessarily ignore them mm-hmm. by stopping the game. But just tell them the factual truth okay. and then end the conversation. Okay. Don't let them turn it around and tell you their version of the truth. Right. And convince you that yours isn't right. Right. Yeah. That gaslighting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like all of a sudden you're just confused, you know. And she mentioned in there he lies. And so that's yeah. usually where the lies come in as they turn it around. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this one, he, um, he says, you won't win. Express your concerns and feelings 
how their actions made you feel, but do not waver from them. Ignore their denial and blaming and state the consequences for their actions, then stick to them. Good. So I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Pretty good advice. Yeah. Yep. I don't Spot normally on. read from articles, but this one's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think, you know, again, being empowered enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in this relationship. I can, I can leave. Right. You know? Yeah. Which is, I think, another good suggestion. Mm-hmm. If she can get out. If or she, she can, can get him out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously she's starting to get enough courage to file for a divorce. Mm-hmm. Now it's just getting to those next oh, steps yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she's on the right track. Now she just has to figure out right how to play the game without playing the game mm-hmm. with him. It seems like. Yeah. Any other ideas? Um... Well, I mean, she's already leaving the relationship. That's a big one is just get the hell out of there. Right. What she's already doing. But for anyone listening that thinks they might be in on something like this, you don't have to be with that person. Right. Get out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What about what about you? Well, I'm just kind of thinking about when she says any ideas, you know, and just as we've been sitting here talking about this, I just wonder Again, going back to the idea of empowering her. Mm-hmm. So obviously he has a place that he goes and stays when it's her turn in the house to watch the kids. Because she said they take turns. Oh, okay. that is true. Okay. So he does leave the house. He does leave the house. Okay. Is what I'm guessing from what she said, the skin re- between the lines. But, you know, I would actually be proactive in moving him out. Such as, you know, she has a job. She says, we're both employed. Rent a storage unit for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really get a big ass moving party put together and move all his stuff out into a storage unit. And he has 30 days to either continue to pay for it or it goes to auction. Yeah. But he's out. Yeah. But meanwhile, all of his comforts of a home is is moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put the storage unit in his name. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't keep your card on file right. and let him decide if he's going to be a big boy about it. Or... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like drastic, but it, you know, if you really need to get someone out, there are ways to get them out. Yeah. And that might be something if she does need to go the route of actually evicting him. Right. That might be something of whenever that time frame that she's required to give him t- to find new housing or whatever the laws right. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. however long that takes that's how long you pay for the storage unit and then on that exact date yeah he it doesn't yeah some things to think about because yeah. you know just it she's not stuck no she's There's not always some options but yeah you just get to that point where you're exhausted and feel stuck right yeah because it is it's not easy no and i would also suggest maybe Going back to another therapist that might be like willing to look at the idea that this could be a passive aggressive narcissistic person she's with and not just minimize it or what she said didn't take the issue serious or whatever she said about that, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think if she could understand that this is possibly a person that has a covert, passive-aggressive, narcissistic 
personality disorder going on. Mm -hmm. It's kind of back to if we understand it, we're better able to deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's true of anything. When we get blindsided and we don't know and we don't understand and we're confused and we're exhausted, it's hard. Yeah. But if she could, again, get help Mm -hmm. and insight into what she's dealing with, I think it would help her emotionally detach and also empower her to make it make things to move forward right make good decisions to move forward yeah, yeah. god i can't even imagine because i'm sure you know hopefully now she has people in her friend group or her family mm-hmm. that have caught on to this yeah but i can't imagine having this be an issue and because he's a covert Passive aggressive narcissist. Mm-hmm. No one believes you mm-hmm. that, that this is happening. Happen. Yep, that does tend to happen because they are so good that when people start saying something behind closed doors and whatever, it's like people can't won't believe them. They yeah. often take the side of the narcissist and just say, "Oh, you're being the victim, or you're being paranoid, you're overreacting." And I've had clients come back and say, even family members go, "Oh." I can't believe that's happening. That's just not them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, it is them. And this is what's happening, but it's hard to put your finger on what it is. Mm-hmm. And so there's not a lot of support sometimes. Yeah. And Karen, if that sounds true for you, I honor you for honestly going as far as filing for divorce yeah. and getting that courage because and that, be would, done. that would be really hard without having people support. Yeah. Yeah. validate your feelings so hopefully she does yeah hopefully that happens Mm -hmm. for you okay well that was a lot it was and i I actually have one more plug from this article oh yeah because it's not always a relationship of a love relationship that you have a covert passive aggressive narcissist okay so in this paragraph um on options it says leave the relationship if you are unfortunate enough, unfortunate enough to be in a relationship with a passive-aggressive narcissist and you sincerely desire happiness, you need to leave. If you are in business and unwitted, unwittingly, I struggle, unwittingly <laughs> hire a passive-aggressive employee, you know by now how toxic and disruptive they can be to the work environment. You may have lost good employees who left the business or departed after they were forced to work in a negative in that negative environment and if at all possible oh in that negative environment if at all possible fire the passive aggressive narcissist or get them to quit it is actually not difficult to get a passive aggressive narcissist to quit their job <laughs> you need only to start enforcing everyday expected rules being on time Completing a time card, finishing what you start, etc. The passive aggressive narcissist will be, and I love it, it's like factual, will be unable or unwilling to comply and will usually quit under the pressure. And if not, they then can be fired when they violate the rules of the employee contract. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> just so funny. It's it like, is. and yeah. you know, I guess that turns, that sounds true in like relationships of, You have rules in your home of what needs to happen. These are the expectations. Yeah, Yeah, and let them flounder. Well, it goes back to just narcissists. Yeah. Because none of them like to be told what they have to do. 
And when you're dealing with someone that's a covert, especially I'm just thinking in the workforce, mm-hmm. I can just see the employer trying to go, oh, yeah, we'll fix that. And we'll take care of that. And it must be somebody else's problem and realize that this is actually the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just that sneaky covert stuff. The yeah. drama. And oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it would make a workplace difficult. It would. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all I have. Okay. On on my article that okay. I will link in the show notes. Okay. So, um, again, this was not a therapy session, Karen, <laughs> but I would advise you to maybe seek one out. <laughs> Find you a therapy session yeah. or, or right. a bunch. <laughs> right. And if this triggers anything for anyone else, remember that there are resources available and... Yeah, we are, like we stated before in our ad, that we are sponsored by BetterHelp. And seriously... It's one of those things that it is truly a good option for you. And if you guys as listeners use the plug um, or use the link of betterhelp.com slash UP therapist, you'll get 10% off your first month. And I think you're going to get actually valuable help too. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we will catch you all next time. (laughs) 